You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go hello and welcome to another episode of the fantasy football round table podcast we're off to a better start than monday because i didn't just accidentally remove myself from the show so i trust even dennis could hear this uh this opening so we're off to a better start despite the fact that uh i've managed to get a sinus infection and uh, it's a crisp negative two degrees here in uh, sunny Colorado. Dennis, I hope your week is going better. Well, my week just ended. I decided I was going to take tomorrow off or slow at work and, you know, use it to finish up my Christmas shopping, get ready for the big weekend. And uh, so, yeah, my my week has gone well. It was a drag. You know, we slowed down at, at the holidays and uh, – you know, I got busy work to do, but I get all distracted and and it's the fantasy playoffs and, you know, it's hard, hard for me to stay focused. So uh, I'm looking for, I'm off all next week. I don't go back until the second or third, whatever day it is. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to having myself a nice long stretch. We're supposed to crawl out of the deep freeze a little bit tomorrow. Not supposed to see 20, but might see some positive temperatures. It got up to zero today, and I was, you know, I had my fingers crossed that we were going to get into the positives. No, not today, but I've got uh, some Christmas stuff we're doing tomorrow night, and then Saturday, my biggest work day of the year, so I don't know how much of the games I'm going to see. But hopefully, uh, you know, I'll probably get home on Christmas Day just in time to uh, watch that barn burner between the Broncos and the Rams, which we will get to in a little bit. You. I know. Today we are going to go over the entire Week 16 slate. That is our early Christmas present to you. And that starts with tonight's Thursday night football game. The 6-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars head to battle the 7-7 seven and seven New York Jets. Dennis, the Jaguars managed to move the ball pretty well against a good Dallas defense last week. Can they do the same thing tonight against the Jets? Well, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, Quentin Williams is back for the Jets, and he's been having a fantastic year. Um, you know, he may be may not play a full complement of snaps, but he's he's playing really well this year. Uh, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed on the outside, they're two cornerbacks that it, they're probably playing – as good as any set of cornerbacks in the NFL right now. And they're giving wide receivers quite a problem. Um, so what it looks like is despite the wind, it may be a great game for Travis Etienne because 
the short passing game, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk out of the slot. Uh, it's really shaping up to be if they can if they can keep the Jets off balance with that short game. You know, the wind is really going to be the issue. It looks like it's going to be a challenge to go downfield. Um, I, I do think that Lawrence has a good enough arm to go intermediate. Um, and Zach Wilson has a decent arm too, but he's extremely inaccurate without the wind. But I, I think with the Jets or, or with the Jags, it could shape up to be a really nice game for Travis Etienne. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they fare. Uh, you know, I've liked what Zay Jones has been doing this season too, another interesting play. But, uh, you know, the Jets' defense did a pretty good job against Detroit. Detroit scored 20 points with seven of those on a punt return and seven of them on kind of a broken play on fourth down. Uh, Jaguars have their work cut out for them. On the flip side, we saw Zach Wilson throw for 317 yards on Sunday. He's getting the start again. Mike White is not ready to go. What do the Jets need from Wilson to get the win? You know, earlier that Wilson is inaccurate. Now, I, I think he's figured out task number one is get the ball to Garrett Wilson. Um, and Wilson is a dog. I, I love the way he's been playing. He's fighting for the ball. Uh, but it really is shaping up to be a Zion Knight kind of game. It is a game where the Jags have given up the second most receptions to running backs. And... They give up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So they're going to be able to theoretically throw the ball. It just comes down to can Wilson make the good decisions and get the ball to where he needs to. We saw last week he put up two touchdowns with C.J. Uzama. Uzama and Conklin could, could be big in this game because with the wind, it's going to be a short passing game. And Knight being a three-down back, uh, Michael Carter being back in the passing game. I, this game could set the record for lowest A dot for both quarterbacks. It's a big game for both who both teams have playoff aspirations. I'm going with the Jets at home. I'm taking the Jags on the road. Trevor Lawrence, baby. On to the rest of the week, and that kicks off on Christmas Eve. Most of the games on the Saturday slate this week, only three on Sunday. One on Monday. First game up, the 11 and 3 Buffalo Bills traveled to Chicago to battle the 3 and 11 Chicago Bears. What do you expect from Josh Allen against this Bears defense? Well, I think the worst of the weather will be past Chicago by the time the game kicks off. Uh, you know, I've been watching the weather because I work in transportation and so we're kind of tracking those things. And looking at it, it's a huge storm. And there's been a lot of talk about the wind, but the storm has been really, really slow. So on the back side of it, I'm not sure how it's going to be in Chicago. It may just be bitter, bitter cold instead of really windy. The wind may give, if it is windy, it may give Allen some issues with his bum elbow. He's, you know, he's playing okay. He's still making the occasional really good, strong throw. But I think him just uh, the real the real issue will come down to can the running game provide some balance? Can they provide a spark with Singletary and Cook? Because with the elbow, I don't think they want Allen to get hit. And, and let's face it, they're not playing a great team to begin with. But it'll really it, it's really about can Singletary and Cook. Uh, can they run the ball against Chicago? And if they can, then Allen will just have to make a few plays in the passing game, not necessarily, um, you know, sling it around the field a few times. You're frozen or muted. I was muted. On the flip side, some people were worried about Justin Fields last week going against the Eagles. He threw for 152, but two touchdowns ran for 95. We've seen this Bills defense be a little susceptible on the ground. What are you expecting from Fields? You know, Fields is a 
he's not a little dude. He's 6'3 and 230. And we've seen, we saw that play out last week, I think it was, where he, he looked like he was sacked and ended up escaping and running for a touchdown. I think Fields will make a few plays with his legs, but he's missing weapons in the passing game. You know, we know Mooney's out. St. Brown is out. Uh, Claypool is out. You know, he, he doesn't – his – I mean, he he is pining for the wide receivers the Giants have right now. That's how poor the Bears' wide receiver situation is. He's looking at those Giants and he's like, man, if only I had Isaiah Hodgins. If I had Marcus Johnson. Um, but he'll make some plays with his legs. They're getting Herbert back, who provides a big boost to the running game with his explosiveness. And Montgomery is just a really good all-around back. Um, but the Bills' defense is pretty tough. So I'm going to look for Fields to make a few plays. He's he's over 1,000 yards rushing on the season. Uh, I think it's going to be a Bills game, though. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. I assume you're taking the Bills as well. I am taking the Bills. On to the next one, the 5-9 and nine New Orleans Saints, who are technically still alive in the playoff race against the 6-8 and eight Cleveland Browns, who are also technically still alive in the playoff race. Uh, we have not seen Alvin Kamara have any huge games. Cleveland's rush defense has been suspect. That combined with a lack of receivers for the Saints, do you think this could be a good week for Alvin Kamara? I mean, not this week when. I mean, he's got a great matchup against the poorest Browns defense. And, you know, the Browns are, are you know, up there fighting with the Texans to see who can give up the most rush yards. And then uh, Olave's out. Jarvis Landry got put on IR, so he's out. Um, you know, R- Rashid Shahid. Or, All we I need mean, is Jermon Johnson, let's be honest. Yeah, it, it it really is. I mean, there's there's not a lot of uh, you know wide receiver cores are kind of uh, falling by the wayside. Um, but yeah, Kamara is the guy they're going to have to rely on, and hopefully he can get it done. Watch this beat Taysom Hill's like 150 yard rushing. Game. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, you know Nick Chubb's had a, some slower games with Watson back there, but how are you feeling about? him this week saints haven't been incredible against the run either well i just traded for him the kiss of death last week on a team i had a buy so it didn't affect me and then he spent all week uh not practicing this week gotta be honest i was a little bit nervous but he's off the injury report it almost feels like they were like well he's got a little bit of a ding dinged up foot we're just gonna not practice him because frankly we don't need to yeah. Um, he can do what he does without a week of practice. Uh, so I, I like Chubb. The, the weather should be a bit of an issue in Cleveland. It's going to be cold. I think we're still going to have snow snow passing through the area. So it should set up to be a great game uh, for keeping the ball on the ground. Uh, I, I like Cleveland to roll a lot. They got a really good offensive line. Njoku's a good blocker. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones on the outside. Namari Cooper, good blockers. Uh, I look for Chubb and maybe Kareem Hunt to have the best game of his year so far as well. I am going to take the Saints in this one. I'm taking the Browns. Kind of a toss-up game there. On to Tennessee, where the one twelve and one Houston Texans come to battle the seven and seven Tennessee Titans. Dennis, we've seen Houston get close against the Cowboys and against the Chiefs. What would they need to pull off the upset here? The flea flicker, the Statue of Liberty play, the triple reverse, the tackle eligible. I mean, they're going to need their. I mean, Cooks is out, Collins is out, Pierce is still out. I don't know that there really is anything Houston can do except uh, rookie evaluation. You know, they're, they're looking at the 2023 rookie class, trying to figure out what they're going to do. How, how can they support Bryce Young? That's, that's where Houston is right now. That might, they may get, get lucky and throw up a few points here or there. Uh, this team is just trying to make they're – they're trying to keep guys like Laramie Tunsil and, and – Titus, not, I don't think Bowser, their other right tackle, both their tackles are playing really well. Um, and so they're trying to keep those guys interested. 
but they they have a lot of work to do and and so they're trying to get through the season maintain the number one overall pick they've got cleveland's pick and and they just need to make sure that they don't break the spirit after two or three years of being really 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 bad that might be one of the teams that Fields looks at and says, I might have better receivers than them. Uh, on the flip side, Ryan Tannehill out for sure this week. Seems like he is likely done for the season. We're going to get Malik Willis. I feel like Willis played against the Texans the first time they played, which leads you to believe it's going to be a strong Derrick Henry game. But what do you expect from Willis here? The Titans needing to snap that four-game losing streak. You know, Willis is a, a good-sized quarterback, very athletic. He's got a good arm. Uh, Traylon Burks is coming back. Um, Chico Conquo, very athletic tight end. But it's going to be Derek. It wouldn't surprise me if Henry has 35 carries. But it also wouldn't surprise me for uh, Willis, 40. Yeah, for, uh, 45. It, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if, if Willis has 15 carries himself with his, his athletic ability. Um not that I'm sticking Willis in my lineup anywhere, but it wouldn't. Sur- I, I, is it going to surprise anybody if he rushes for a hundred and passes for a hundred? It surprised me if he passes for a hundred. I'm going to say this is not one of the games that makes me sad. I'm working on Saturday. I am taking the Titans. So am I, but doesn't matter. Uh, seven and seven Seattle Seahawks traveled to battle the 11 and three Kansas City Chiefs. No Tyler Lockett this week. What do the Seahawks need to get a win, Dennis? Well, the Chiefs give up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. So, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Derek Brown, it kind of bodes well for the Seahawks. They got Walker back this week, so he'll provide some balance. Um, It's a great time for Geno to bounce back statistically because he's probably going to have to throw the ball. I think the reason, one of the reasons the Chiefs give up so many fantasy points to wide receivers is because they're always ahead and the other teams have to throw the ball. Um, That being said, you know, the the Seahawks have, have played well this year. They've recently slumped a little bit, but when you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, uh, you can't help but pass the ball. So I think it's going to be a passing ball game on the Seahawks side of the ledger. On the flip side for the Chiefs, how do you feel about the backfield of Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon? Well, the Seahawks do two things really, really, really well on defense. They give up a lot of uh, rush yards to running backs, and they give up a lot of receptions to running backs. So they give up the fifth most uh, uh, pass pass yards and receptions to the running backs, and the fourth most rush So it, it could be a really good. So I'm looking for three players to on the Chiefs to put up great numbers: Isaiah Pacheco on the ground, Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield. And Travis Kelsey, Seattle gives up the most fantasy points in the NFL to tight ends. So those three guys, plug and play with them. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, McKinnon has been like a godsend for me in a couple of spots where I was desperate at running back. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit nervous after being on the last two weeks. He, you know, because he was RB, I think 57 the first. 13 weeks so it helps like with uh, ceh going out and break a bunch of fantasy managers hearts i am taking the chiefs in this one as am i one of the better games on saturday the 8-5-1 new york giants head to battle the 11-3 minnesota vikings dennis the vikings defense has been pretty susceptible to the pass which isn't exactly what you'd say the giants do well so what do we need to see from daniel jones to get the win here in minnesota You know, Jones, you know, the Vikings um, give up lots of receiving yards to running backs. So, to me, it feels like it could be a very good Saquon Barkley game. Um, they also give up their 12th in rush yards to quarterbacks. And Daniel Jones is, 
a good running quarterback. So I don't know if they have to rely on that that wide receiver crew that they have so much as it's going to be more of a Barkley and Jones kind of game. Uh, to me, that's the key to them beating Minnesota. And if you're a fantasy manager and you're looking for points out of the New York Giants, it's Saquon Barkley in the passing game and Daniel Jones. On the flip side, Dalvin Cook had himself a pretty good day yesterday. Do you think he's in for a repeat here at home? It, you know, it's really setting up as a good game for Cook. Uh, it's a, setting up as an okay game for Jefferson. Um, and statistically, they're kind of pretty good against passing uh, uh, wide receivers. But, I mean, come on, it's Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, you really totally fine. he's the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So I would say it's a good game. I don't know if he's going to go off for, you know, 175 and three, but I would expect him to have his usual 900 yard plus and probably a touchdown. But there, but Dalvin Cook is set up to have a good game too. And he's really, he's been playing really well. So I, I, I'm going to roll both of them out there and ride them. I mean, nobody's sitting Justin Jefferson and, and, um, it, it would amaze me if anybody's in a position to sit Dalvin Cook in the second round of the playoffs. I am taking the Vikings. So am I. Now we move on to New England, where the 10-4 and four Cincinnati Bengals head to battle the 7-7 seven and seven New England Patriots. Dennis, what are you expecting from Joe Burrow in the pass offense in this one? You know, Burrow has a lot of weapons. So historically, um, Bill Belichick takes away your best weapon. Well, if you take away Chase, and that leaves Higgins or Mixon or Boyd. You know, if you take away Mixon, that leaves Chase and Mix and uh, Higgins. So there's a lot of weapons. Burrow just has to take what he is given. And he's he's shown that he's got good visions. So if Taylor uh, can call a good game, keep Belichick kind of uh, off balance and keep Burrow from getting sacked 10 or 12 times, like we've seen in some of these games um, in the past couple of years. I think Burrow can make plays because he's got the weapons. On the uh, flip side, you know, Ramondre Stevenson's having a hell of a season, but they have had real inconsistency on offense for the Patriots. What do they need to be able to stay in this game with the Bengals? Funny you should mention Ramondre Stevenson because the top note that I have on this is to eat clock. They just they need Stevenson to grind it out to keep the time of possession in their favor and keep the Bengals offense off the field. Um, that's going to be the key. You know, Mac Jones is a good NFL quarterback. He's not a quarterback that's going to put the team on his back and and put up 50 points and carry them to victory. He's going to take what's there. You know, he doesn't have a great receiving core, but does have a great running back. And so they're going to need to keep um, picking up yardage with Ramondre Stevenson against a defense that's been playing really, really well. So, you know, the key for New England is to eat clock and eat clock. If they can be close to 40 minutes in the time of possession, I think they're going to have a chance against Cincinnati, but that's a big, big ask. Yeah, and I think it's probably too big. I am taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals as well. We head to Carolina, where the Detroit Lions come in at 7-7, seven and seven, battling the 5-9 and nine Carolina Panthers. Dennis, Detroit's been hot, but we've kind of gotten just okay games from the combination of Jamal Williams and Swift of late. What do you expect to see here against the Panthers? Well, the Panthers are weaker against the run than they are against pass to the running backs. Detroit's been getting... Um, Jamison Williams involved a little more. DJ Chark is back healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown is doing Amon Ross St. Brown things. And so the potential that it opens up the game for Swift and Williams is there. Um, they are playing on the road, and we can probably go on and on about Jared Goff and his road home splits. Um, he doesn't produce very well on the road. It's going to be quite a uh, – it's going to be – I don't want to say a surprise for 
Goff to to pull out a win against Carolina because Carolina is having a tough year. But you know, I, I don't think that if Detroit wins it, I don't think it's going to be because of Goff. Yeah, I think it, it would help them to get some good running game going. On the flip side, the Carolina Panthers running game was pretty good two weeks ago, but completely stymied last week. Do you expect that they're going to be able to get it going? And do you have any confidence in any backs in that three-man backfield rotation? You know, Detroit's been tough against the run um, the last few weeks. They've given up 89, 164, 95, 22, and 50. In the three weeks when they gave up the, the most yardage, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, all quarterbacks that can run the ball. Um, I don't, you know, Sam Darnold has done that occasionally, but I don't think that's where Darnold makes his hay. Uh, so it's going to be a bit of a challenge for um, Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. So I, I think it's got to be DJ Moore. If they're going to win, they're going to have to get something out of DJ Moore, Shai Smith, Terrace Marshall Jr., um, but Detroit's pass rush has come on good. And, you know, I think everybody remembers the I'm seeing ghost Sam Darnold out there. And if Aiden Hutchinson starts putting pressure on him and uh, Houston, I think, is the other end. They've got a couple guys that really can rush the quarterback. It could be a challenge for um, Darnold. Sorry, I forgot his name there for a sec. I am taking the Lions to stay hot. So am I. On to Baltimore, where the five and nine Falcons travel to battle the nine and five Baltimore Ravens. Dennis Tyler Algier has been going good. They got Cordero Patterson back, but Desmond Ritter didn't do much in his first start. What do the Falcons need from him if they want to get a win in Baltimore? Well, if they want to get a win, Algier has to keep running the ball like he did last week. But the big thing for Ritter is to get that completion percentage up. Um, you know, he's got. A couple nice targets there with London and and Cordero Patterson, um, but he's got to complete. He he needs to get up to 60, 60 over sixty percent, sixty five percent completion rate if he expects to um, one push for the starting role next year. Um, after after one game, you know he he didn't honestly look a whole heck of a lot better than uh, um, Malik Willis, if if we're being honest. So. Uh, he's got a ways to go. He could he step up this week and, and have a great game? Sure, but he's going to need to to prove it. On the flip side, Lamar Jackson still not practicing. He's not is definitely not a lock to go since he's been out. The Ravens' pass offense has been woeful. Uh, what do they need in order to try to get something going and get some points and maybe win a game here? They need to keep running the ball with J.K. Dobbins um, and Gus Edwards, for that matter. You know, when they're doing that two-for-one split with Dobbins getting two-thirds of the carries, and Edwards is still popping off five, six, seven yards per carry. So they, they've got good weapons in the running game. You know, Huntley is a serviceable backup that plays a similar style to Lamar Jackson, but he doesn't have Jackson's arm, and he's not quite as good an athlete. So it's really going to come down to can the running game bail him out and give him time to get the ball to Mark Andrews and I guess Demarcus Robinson. I mean, Sammy Watkins is back there. Uh, James Prochet, I think Prochet might be banged up a little bit too. Um, but they put uh, Duvernay on IR along with Bateman. Yeah. So they've got uh, – uh, it, it's basically Andrews and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, it's, you know, there are quite a few teams that have some serious gaps in their wide receiver core. This is one of them. Despite that, I think I'm just going to take the Ravens at home. I think they're running games too much. Yeah, uh, the I, I'm taking the Ravens in a, you know, landing, no offense. 
On to the Christmas Eve afternoon games. There are only two, but both of them are really good. The Washington Commanders, 7-6-1, travel to battle the San Francisco 49ers at 10-4. Tough loss for Washington on Sunday night. There's been talk about them considering a return to Carson Wentz. Is the pressure on Taylor Heineke to get wins? Uh, if it wasn't going into this week, it's certainly going to be on him on Saturday with Bosa and that, that defense. On the uh, on the flip side for the 49ers, you know, still no Debo Samuel. What are you expecting from Ayuk and Kittle in this one? You know, Purdy has been playing well, and he's getting the, the ball to the guys that make plays. And so, you know, going against the commanders, the commanders are getting Chase Young back, but he's going to probably be on a snap count. Um, the defense isn't full, but – it's not uh, uh, the 49ers. So I think there's going to be opportunity there for Kittle. There will be opportunity for Ayuk. And in the most desperate of desperation plays, it uh, wouldn't surprise me if uh, Juwan Jennings caught three passes in a touchdown. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftBook Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. Yeah, Washington's been an interesting story this year, but I am going with the 49ers. Me as well. Uh, the other afternoon game we've been waiting for for a couple of weeks, the 13-1 Philadelphia Eagles at the 10-4 Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Hurts is now officially out. So what are you expecting from Gardner Minshew in this one? Uh, you know, what's not to expect? He's going to do – it wouldn't surprise me if Miles Sanders has a much better game because he is in um, Minshew – I almost called him Ginshu after the night. Um, Minshew is not going to uh, run the ball like Hurts does. So, But he also doesn't have Hurts' arm either. He's got a very marginal arm. So he's going to have to work the short passing game. They'll have Goddard back this week and occasionally take take a deep shot to either brown or smith um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see um, them try to grind it out a little bit with, with miles singers yeah it's gonna be they still have a lot of weapons so i think they're still gonna put up a fight but definitely diminishes their offense on the other side the cowboys have run with a strong tandem at running back of ezekiel elliott and tony pollard all season but tough run defense before the eagles how are you feeling about these backs going into the fantasy playoffs i mean tony pollard is just so explosive i feel like he's good for a touchdown he's and probably 100 scrimmage yards he, he's getting all almost all of the passing work um, out of the backfield, and, and that provides him with opportunities to, to play in space. So they've got um, Gallup and C.D. Lamb can clear out, and Dallas Schultz can clear out uh, the defensive backs and, and leave Pollard in space one-on-one. -on -one. So I really feel like Pollard can have a good game. I'm not so high on Zeke. I think Zeke is going to struggle. He's probably going to have, you know, 15 carries for 45 yards kind of game. Um, I don't know if he'll get the opportunity to punch it into the end zone or not because what we've seen all season is Pollard punching it in from the 20. Yeah, 
I'll, I'll be curious. I, I think Dallas gets this one. I'm going with the Cowboys. Taking the on to the Christmas Eve nightcap, the primetime game, the Las Vegas Raiders 6-8 at the 6-8 Pittsburgh Steelers. This one celebrating the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Speaking of receptions, the Raiders got Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller back. Do you expect them to make any kind of impact for their offense? Yeah, I mean, Waller caught a touchdown last week. I, I think that what they do is, is take some of the pressure off of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. It allows for the offense to be more diverse. Um, I still think it's going to be Adams and, and Josh Jacobs uh, with the bulk of the fantasy points. Uh, but I, you know, Waller is a, a good tight end and he catches the ball well. He's just not going to get the volume that we got used to him having when there wasn't really a wide receiver one in Las Vegas. You know, it's interesting. The Raiders just, it's been a snake bit in this season. This is, they've only played three games where they've had all these receivers on the same field. You kind of wonder what might have been for that passing game. On the flip side, I mentioned this is a celebration of the Immaculate Reception. There were already plans in place to retire Franco Harris' jersey. It's only the third jersey the Steelers have ever retired. Sadly, he passed away a couple of days ago, which will make, uh, I believe they're still going forward with the ceremony, going to make it a little more subdued. What impact do you think this uh, this week's events will have on the Steelers? I think it's really going to fire them up, especially veterans like Cam Hayward. You know, some of these guys that are around, they're going to have a lot of old Steelers in the house. And I think they're going to want to play at a level to honor Franco Harris's legacy and memory. Um, I, to me, I think it's going to be a situation where um, the emotion, if, if they can make it to the second half without crashing and burning, I think they're going to be fine because they're going to be playing on emotion that first half. I don't know why, but I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Steelers. On to the Christmas Day games. There are three, one early, one afternoon, and one night game. The early game is probably the best of the lot. The 6-8 and eight Green Bay Packers, who are still alive in the NFC playoff picture, against the 8-6 and six Miami Dolphins, who are just clinging on to a wild-card spot right now. What do the Packers need from Aaron Rodgers in this one? They need him to uh, connect on. So I feel like the Dolphins have this big play offense, and Rodgers is going to feel like he has to make big plays. So Christian Watson is going to have to convert. He's going to take shots. Watson is big, and he is fast, and so they're going to take shots with Watson. Um, I think uh, Dubs is back healthy again. Dobbs is back healthy. So that that's going to kind of round out. You know, Cobb has been playing well. So they're going to have weapons. Uh, we saw A.J. Dillon, you know, grind out a game last week um, until he got injured, but he's, he's cleared the concussion protocol, and he'll be good to go. Uh, and then Aaron Jones doing what Aaron Jones does. He's, he's such a good running back. I, I think Rodgers has to, you know, take his shots, be accurate with them, and Watson has to convert. Yeah, and one of the places weather shouldn't be a factor this week is down in Miami, you would assume, during a day game especially. Uh, for the Dolphins, they really got that running game humming uh, in a loss to Buffalo last week. Can they keep that going? Yeah, I think, you know, I think Wilson's back this week. I think he's questionable. Looks like he might play. Um, the Packers have a pretty good defense, but uh, to me, it comes down to um, the Dolphins are a passing team. They may run the ball. You know, last week, it, it seems like it was a response to the previous week when they only ran the ball eight times. And I think what that shows us is that McDaniel can get wrapped up in himself and his offense and, and kind of start to lean on, oh, let me get these wide receivers involved and let them make plays because they're so good. So as long as he doesn't get kind of wrapped up in that, I think, you know, they'll make the big plays with the wide receivers, but they just, 
have to continue to run the ball with Mostert and, and with Wilson. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I've been saying for a while. Balance is going to be a big help for Miami. I am taking the Dolphins in this one. I'm going to take the Dolphins too. I, I look for all kinds of reasons to take the Packers. I just couldn't find enough. There's one big reason not to take the Packers, and that would be the Lions. Uh, on to the afternoon game. The 4-10 and 10 Denver Broncos at the 4-10 and 10 Los Angeles Rams. You would not have thought this back in August, but this is about the only game on the Week, week 16 slate that has zero playoff implications. You're welcome, America. And also you get the Denver Broncos in another primetime window game. I know it's been far too long for you. Uh, Russell Wilson on track to play here. He wanted to play last week and they held him out. He had been hot uh, before he got that concussion against Kansas City. Do you think he picks up where he left off? Yeah, I mean, aren't they getting Sutton back this week too? Yep, Sutton's supposed to be back to play. Kendall is potentially back. So they should have their full complement of offense sans uh, uh, Javante Williams. And, uh, you know, Latavius Murray's been running hard, three yards a pop, you know, putting up some numbers, uh, you know, and Dulcich. So they've got they've got some players, and they're uh, – I haven't checked. Is uh, Aaron Donald still out? Uh, no, I th- think he's back. Okay. Okay. I mean, MZ and, and the, the defensive backs haven't been playing great. Um, you know, it's finally time for Wilson to, to heat, heat up uh, now that it won't matter. Uh, I, I, think, I think he can do it. I, I, you know, Latavius Murray gives them just enough threat of a running game that I think it will allow him to get comfortable with Cortland Sutton again. Jerry Judy's been playing really well. Um, for me, I think Judy is a must start. I think that Sutton is a flex play. Uh, Latavius Murray is a flex play. And, um, you know, I, I'm not calling for a, a, a shootout or a blowout, um, but I do think it's going to be uh, a good game for the Broncos offense. Aaron Donald is officially questionable right now, but he hasn't been practicing, so I guess it's kind of up in the air. On the flip side for the Rams, you know, they already had no Allen Robinson, no Cooper Cup. They've now lost Ben Skoranek for the season. Baker's going out there against Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons, and a pretty decent pass defense. Is there any receiver you would feel confident putting in your lineup in a fantasy playoff championship week? You know, six weeks ago, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, Van Jefferson, definitely give him the opportunity to be the one. Now I want no part of the Rams offense. Um, and, as, as you know, I'm in a couple spots where I may be forced to start Cam Akers, and it hurts me because they're just going to be able to stack the defense to the point where they're just going to crush the run game. Baker doesn't pose a threat in the passing game. And especially with those wide receivers. Yeah, and Denver bottled up DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown last week pretty well. Uh, the Rams don't have anything approaching that. I'm I'm taking the Broncos, and this one hurts because I feel like they're doing well enough here at the end of the season that Nathaniel Hackett's saving his job every week. <laughs> Broncos for, for me. On to the Sunday night game. Um, we didn't get a Christmas present with this one either. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers 6-8 at the 4-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals. Dennis, the Buccaneers would be in the playoffs if they started today, but they have looked horrendous. What do they need to do to actually get a win here? Uh, they did not get penalties on long Mike Evans touchdowns. You know, that would be a great place to start. That, that feels like that's for you to get a win. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Same diff. You know, <laughs> you know they, they've got weapons. They've got Godwin. They've got Evans, Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. You know, their bugaboo all season has been the interior of the offensive line. Um, I think, you know, that's going to be a challenge with J.J. Watt being on the on the D line there. I know he's technically listed as an end, but they run a three, four. So he's kind of on the inside. 
it, it could be a problem there. And they've got a couple linebackers that get after the quarterback, play good, pretty good coverage. But I, I think with, you know, they have to, they're going to have to pass the ball. That's just who they are. Um, and they just got to not get penalties on those long Mike Evans touchdowns. You know, it's a good thing you mentioned why. He was incredibly disruptive last week against Denver. He was on Brett Ripon huge. You know, he he does not know his team is 4-10. and 10. That has not impacted the way he is playing. So he definitely is somebody to watch out for. On the flip side, Colt McCoy has been ruled out. So it is the Trace McSorley show. What are your expectations? You know... <laughs> Coming out of college, I did not think Trace McSorley was an NFL-quality quarterback. And when the Ravens drafted him, I thought, what the hell? Um, I get that the Ravens wanted to get a quarterback with some similar qualities to Lamar Jackson and that Trace McSorley can run a little bit. But he doesn't – you know, it's amazing to me he's still in the NFL and not – converted to a special teams player. Um, But I guess he's the practice squad quarterback and they're running out of quarterbacks in Arizona. It it hurts me, you know, for my DeAndre Hopkins shares. Um, It hurts my James Conner shares. Uh, I don't have any Hollywood Brown shares, so I guess that I got that going for me. Connor may still be okay. Tampa Bay's rush defense hasn't been impressive. And if if I'm Arizona, I am probably running the shit out of the ball. Uh, that being said, I'm actually taking the Buccaneers in this one. So am I. On to the Monday night game uh, where we got another little bit of a toss-up. The 8-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers head to battle the 4-9-1 and one Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this probably won't soothe your after-Christmas hangover. Dennis, we uh, have seen Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back in the lineup. It's been a little bit up and down, but what are you expecting from them against a Colts defense that just got absolutely obliterated last week? Well, you know, the Colts – to me, I think part of the up and down from Allen and Williams is how well uh, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter have played. So it, it's given Justin Herbert a lot more confidence in, in having more players than just Allen and, and Williams. So that is a little bit of a, a, a nick to those guys, but you know they're both they're they're two top flight wide receivers. They both play really well. I know Allen is starting to get up there a little bit in age, um, but man, the dude seems to always be open. And Mike Williams, he's he's fine, looking like he's fully recovered from the high ankle. Um, he played really well the last w- week or two, and and I think they're both gonna they're both gonna have good games. It'll come down to. How much does Austin Eckler get? Is he going to get, you know, because there are times when he, you know, he's getting somewhere between nine and 12 targets sometimes. And then he gets, you know, 12 to 15 carries and he can be a volume hog that way. He's good, but it can negatively affect where they are with the, uh, the wide receivers. I think Herbert's had a disappointing season for fantasy, but this does seem like an opportunity for him to have a good game. Yeah, and they still have a golden opportunity to win out and lock up a pretty decent seed in the playoffs. I think they probably could end up being the fifth seed, which is where you would want to be getting the AFC South winner. Although they might have nightmares if it ends up being Jacksonville. That would be a funny uh, turnaround. On the flip side for the Colts, apparently we've solved the problem. The The person solely responsible for their fall last week was Matt Ryan, who has subsequently been demoted for his efforts and replaced by Nick Foles. Will it make a difference? I don't think so. I've never been a Nick Foles fan. Um, I think he is a slow processor. Um, I I think he got lucky when he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I mean, let's face it. If he was that good, don't you think like he'd have been able to hold on to a starting job for at least a season? He he just doesn't. And I'm like, man, I I, I don't get 
why teams keep infatuated uh, with him. He's not going to come in and save the day for Indianapolis. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and Deion Jackson and gosh, who would have guessed Zach Moss are the guys that are probably going to suffer for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the infatuation with uh, wanting to play Nick Foles even less than if they were trying to put out Sam Ellinger again. I think it's a lost season for the Colts, probably uh, three more games of the Jeff Saturday as a head coach experience. I am taking the Chargers in this one. So am I. Well, that will do it for us today as we look at this uh, week 16 slate. Uh, hope everyone out there has a very Merry Christmas the next few days. And if you have a little downtime in between uh, big weather situations and time with family, Dennis, what can the people do for us? They can, for us, they can go out and give us a rate and a review, subscribe to the podcast. It does wonder for wonders for our rankings, but I, you know, I, I would be remiss if, if we didn't make mention uh, and send out some prayers and good thoughts to the family of, uh, a beloved Bronco, Ronnie Hillman, who passed away at 31 years old from a rare form of liver cancer. I know as a Broncos fan, you probably have some uh, warm memories uh, of what he brought to the table. Uh, it, what He was in Denver for, what, three years? Yeah, and it's there's been a lot of uh, emotional posts today. We're, we're just over a year past uh, Demarius Thomas passing away. There's been a lot of posts of the two of them together. They were kind of friends and teammates. Uh, it was it was tough news to see and tough news to hear, um, thinking about his family during this this tough holiday season as well. Well, and I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and to all of our listeners. Yep, and Dennis and I will be back on Monday reviewing the Christmas presents we got or didn't get uh, in fantasy with all of these games. Till then, wish you a very Merry Christmas. Who can make a play? I can't. Who can make a play? <laughs>